1: them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Did you hear this idiot Congressman Neal? The Ways and Means Committee, the reason they want the president's taxes is to see that the IRS is properly auditing presidents. He didn't ask for the president's taxes when the president was Obama. What a bunch of frauds. You know, they yeah, well, you think they're getting smart? I don't know about that. Well, he sounds like an idiot, doesn't he? Me, uh, Rich, and I are having a side conversation here. Anyway... Yesterday or last evening, I was on the Hannity TV program, and this came up. This came up. These other things came up. And I want you to listen to this. I don't normally do this. I want you to listen to this. We're going to move on to other things, but we we have to tackle this. What is going on here? So what I'm going to provide you, I'm, I'm an explainer. That's what I do. I look at the big picture, and I try to explain things. Cut one, go.
2: You work for Ed Meese. You were his chief of staff. Okay, we, you right. talked at length about longstanding policy, about indicting a sitting president. Barr said it right. had nothing to do with it. Barr said Mueller had no consideration to do with it. Right. So Comey, who we now know the FBI was informed fully about the dirty dossier, he signed the first FISA warrant. To me, he's the one in legal jeopardy, ironically, and not the president.
0: All right. What ought to happen here is there ought to be a grand jury impaneled. Comey should give testimony. McCabe should give testimony. Baker should give testimony. Stroke, Page, the whole cabal should be giving testimony. They should get a little bit of their own uh, medicine. We should have a criminal grand jury, and we should have either a special counsel or a United States attorney take charge of this case and get to the bottom of it, put these people under oath, and let them get the Donald Trump treatment. We want all their documents, no privileges, nothing, drag them in, and maybe drag their kids in, too. But I wanted to talk about something else, because Nancy Pelosi is quite ubiquitous these days. Uh, She's barely coherent. Uh, She is a constitutional illiterate, but that's the person they chose as Speaker of the House. And I got to thinking, she's very, very rich. She's a multimillionaire. I don't really care about that. She has a husband. People don't even know. His name is Paul Pelosi. He's a San Francisco real estate developer. He's a financial investor. Tell me, how did the Pelosi's make their money? Tell me, who do they know? Are there any foreign interests? Have we seen their bank accounts? Have we seen their tax returns? I'm curious, because Nancy Pelosi, uh, like Eva Perón today, she announced uh, that uh, we make the laws in the House of Representatives, and I need to remind the Speaker of the House, actually you don't. You pass bills, and they're not laws until they go through the Senate, and the President signs them. That's how the system works. But I'd like to know about all their connections, how they got so rich, I really would. What we have here is an attack on the president, an attack on his family. Collusion, special counsel, contempt, obstruction, constitutional crisis. I just started writing them down. Impeachment, tax returns, bank accounts they want. Uh, they've already leaked some of his tax information. They accuse him of campaign violations. They accuse him of being a racist, and anti-Semite, mentally unfit for office. Let me tell you what's going on here. The Democrat Party has hijacked the House of Representatives. This is an opposition research campaign. They're working for whomever the Democrat nominee is. If they can impeach the president, they'll impeach the president. What they're trying to do is drive down his ratings to get him under 30%, and then they'll go for impeachment. Otherwise, uh, they'll act like he should be impeached. They'll talk about a constitutional crisis. These are the talking points now. They create the conflicts... They create the issues, they create the confrontation, the issue scores and scores of subpoenas. Six committees, the committee chairman as I speak, are meeting in dark in some shadowy room trying to figure out how to bring down the President of the United States, how to embarrass him. They go after his businesses, they go after his son, they go after his associates, they go after his counsel, they go after him. What is the purpose of all this? Oh, well, we, we want to know if the IRS is working. Let me tell you a secret. The IRS isn't working. It never works. So that's not an issue. Well, we want to make sure there isn't any foreign collusion. Great. Then all you members of the House and Senate, you cough up your tax returns and your bank accounts so we can make sure you're not in the back pocket of some uh, of some third world country well we just want to make sure our financial system works well let me tell you something It works you don't work the debt is through the roof everybody can see through this and it's not just the federal democrats Maryland and DC the democrats get together there they bring a phony lawsuit the emoluments clause because the president has a hotel and foreigners stay there so he must be making money on the side such bs New York, state tax returns. We're going to pass a bill of attainder, which is federally unconstitutional. What is that? A law aimed at one citizen, the president. We're going to turn his state tax returns over to Congress. Let me tell you what's going on. This is a Democrat Party cabal trying to reverse the 2016 election, trying to disenfranchise 63 million voters, mostly Republicans, independents, and some Democrats, led by a... Speaker of the House from San Francisco, a chairman of the House Judiciary Committee from New York, the chairman of the Oversight Committee from Baltimore, three or four blue cities trying to change the course of this country, trying to reverse the course of the election. And let me tell you, they keep saying the American people want... They don't represent the American people. They keep saying they're following the Constitution. They're shredding the Constitution. They don't even know what's in the Constitution. It is we who are standing up to this cabal, this rogue activity. It is we who are standing up for the Constitution. And let me tell you something. They are playing with political fire. There are tens of millions of people who are not going to stand for this. And they are going to vote. They're going to become more active than ever before. And they are going to not only lose the presidency, they will lose the House. We will strengthen the Senate. And then maybe, and then maybe we'll subpoena the hell out of them. And then maybe we'll have special counsels against them. Because if they want to use Soviet tactics against Republicans, then the only way the Democrats know to stop is if Soviet tactics are used against them. That's it. That's it. I think that... Pretty much says, rounds up what's taking place. There is some breaking news. The Hill newspaper, the great John Solomon. FBI's Steele story, you know the dossier guy, falls apart. False intel and media contacts were flagged before FISA. The FBI sworn story to a federal court about its asset, Christopher Steele is fraying faster than a $5 souvenir t-shirt bought at a tourist trap. Newly unearthed memos show a high-ranking government official who met with Steele in October 2016 determined some of the Donald Trump dirt that Steele was simultaneously digging up for the FBI and for Hillary Clinton's campaign was inaccurate and likely leaked to the media. The concerns were flagged in a type memo and in handwritten notes Taken by Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Kathleen Kavalek on October 11, 2016. Her observations were recorded exactly 10 days before the FBI used Steele and his infamous dossier to justify securing a FISA warrant to spy on Trump campaign advisor Carter Page and the campaign's contacts with Russia in search of a now debunked collusion theory. It is important to note that the FBI swore on October 21, 2016 to the FISA judges that Steele's, quote, reporting has been corroborated and used in criminal proceedings, unquote. And the FBI has determined him to be, quote, reliable, unquote, and was, quote, unaware of any derogatory information pertaining, unquote, to their informant, who simultaneously worked for Fusion GPS, the firm paid for by the Democrat National Committee and the Clinton campaign to find dirt on Trump. Now that's a pretty remarkable declaration, says Solomon, in footnote five on page fifteen of the FISA application, since the Deputy Secretary of State Kavalek apparently needed just a single encounter with Steele at state to find one of his key claims about Trump Russia collusion blatantly false. In her type summary, Kavalec wrote that Steele told her the Russians had constructed a quote technical human operation. Run out of Moscow, targeting the election, unquote. They recruited emigres to the, uh, into the United States to, quote, do hacking and recruiting. She quoted Steele as saying, Payments to those recruited are made out of the Russian consulate in Miami, according to a copy of her summary memo obtained under open records litigation by the conservative group Citizens United. Kavalek bluntly debunked that assertion in a bracketed comment, she wrote, it's important to note that there is no Russian consulate in Miami. What? So payments were made to those recruited out of a Russian consulate in Miami, says Steele. And the deputy secretary of state writes to herself, there is no Russian consulate in Miami. Kavalak, the secretary, deputy secretary of state, two days later and well before the FISA warrant was issued, forwarded her type summary to other government officials. The State Department has redacted the names and agencies of everyone she alerted. It is unlikely her concerns failed to reach the FBI. Representative Mark Meadows, a member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee and ranking member of its subcommittee on government operations, told me late yesterday he had confirmed with U.S. officials that Cavillac's memo was forwarded to the FBI in the October 13, 2016 email. This once again shows officials at the FBI and Department of Justice were well aware the dossier was a lie from very early on in the process all the way to when they made the conscious decision to include it in a FISA application. Now, let me stop there. The reason why Pelosi, this guy, Neil Cummings, uh, Nadler, Schiff, the reason why, they dropped totally collusion and picked up obstruction is because obstruction is the horse they intend to ride. And they are riding. They had to change the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. They had to change the narrative because now they're going to say, well, it doesn't matter if there was collusion or no collusion. It doesn't matter what the, the Attorney General held in contempt and sell out fines with respect to collusion and doesn't matter what they find with respect to Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Doesn't matter what they find with respect to the DNC or the, or the false FISA application. None of that matters anymore, you see, because the president has been obstructing justice day in and day out. He wants to self impeach. None of that matters. He ignores our, our subpoenas, he's obstructing our investigations. So the fact. That he won't give us everything we're asking for. Forget about collusion. Forget about Russia. Forget about everything else. He's obstructing Congress. You get my point, Mr. Producer? In other words, a process crime of sorts. They don't want to discuss the substance. They're not interested in what happened with Russia. They don't even bring up Russia anymore. Have you noticed? Russia, Russia, Russia. Now no more Russia. They don't talk about Russia. So they, they have strategized this just in case the Mueller report, as loathsome as he is and that is, just in case it doesn't deliver us what we want. They were prepared. Okay, forget about collusion or if you're going to mention it, say it doesn't say he's cleared to collusion fine. But we want to focus now on the fact that he's obstructing Congress, that he's a dictator, you see. So figure out every kind of subpoena you can file. On every kind of thing that will bother this man, business, family, banks, taxes, whatever it is, make sure, in fact, in fact, that you violate separation of powers. Make sure, in fact, that you violate the secrecy requirements of the Internal Revenue Use Service. Make sure, in fact, that you threaten the banks and threaten his accountants to get information that we have no right to get. And then even though he goes to court to make a legitimate constitutional argument on behalf of the executive branch and himself in order to to protect the executive branch in the office of the presidency, we will build the case with our media friends, with our Democrat base, with our Democrats all over the country. We will build the case that he is obstructing Congress, that we have a constitutional crisis. Forget about Russia. We now have a constitutional crisis. That's exactly what's going on here. The point of the Solomon piece is, the FBI knew that still was not reliable because the deputy secretary of state effectively told them that, and they still went to the FISA court and got a got a warrant. The FISA judges. They're all obviously in the witness protection program. They're all hiding under their robes and then hiding under their desks. They are a disgrace. Every damn one of them. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good but sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse, and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple, and yet profound Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. Now they don't want to talk about Russia. Why? Because that gun they were pointing at the president now is being pointed at themselves. Now they don't want the attorney general to look into Russia. Now they don't want the Senate to look into Russia. No, no, we have a bigger problem, Don't you see? We have a constitutional crisis, ladies and gentlemen, because the President of the United States will not bow to the demands of the rogues the United States House of Representatives. You see, the United States House of Representatives has been turned into a, an adjunct of the future Biden for President general election campaign should he be the nominee. The House of Representatives doesn't represent you anymore. The House of Representatives has a completely different function than the function the Constitution grants to these individuals. These are nothing more than 435 American citizens. No better, no worse, no more noble, flesh and blood. But too many of them are evil and conniving. And so what's going on in the House of Representatives, the Democrat Party, the political wing of the Democrat Party has hijacked the House of Representatives, which now functions as a branch of the DNC, which now functions as an adjunct to whoever the nominee is, Biden or whomever. And that's what they're doing. Try and sleaze up the president, try and smear him, character assassinate him, destroy his businesses, destroy his family, do everything possible to help elect the Democrat nominee. So the the House of Representatives has been turned into an appendage of the DNC and the eventual nominee of the Democrat Party. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before in American history, this kind of abuse of power. So they don't want to talk about Russia anymore. They create a scenario, they concoct, manufacture, however you want to put it, these, these conflicts and these battles with the president. Then they claim constitutional crisis. Then they claim obstruction of Congress. I'll be right back. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College president Larry Arne argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life, just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale
3: dot com. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811.
0: Let's continue, because this story is really quite remarkable. Absolutely remarkable what took place against the president of the United States. And the other thing that's remarkable is the vast majority of the media could care less because they're invested in the Democrat Party and the progressive agenda. Remember what I said. I've been thinking about this. What makes this show different than all the other shows and a lot of great shows out there? We look at the big picture. I try to explain things. I try to be the explainer, at least from my perspective. Somebody said this to me, and I was thinking about it, and it's true. Just as a side point, look at the media in this country. The media have already lost half the country. The media have lost half the country. When you read on Freedom of the Press, you're going to see the the basis for this, for this assertion. The vast majority of Republicans and conservatives don't trust the media the vast majority of democrats and leftists do trust the media now why is that because the media line up with democrats and leftists that's why so they've already lost half the country the media have become a huge fissure if you will in American society a huge fissure in American society It's not about reporting information. It's about taking sides. And so what I do on this program, I was thinking about it. Somebody brought it up to me in the right. What I do on this program is what I do in this book on freedom of the press. Look at the big picture and explain. And explain. A wonderful interview with Hillsdale College today. And the gentleman who interviewed me, very sharp guy for 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, he said to me, you know, I read this book and what's interesting to me about this book is you just don't give a thousand examples of media bias. You explain everything. You explain their ideology. You explain the, what propaganda is. You explain what pseudo-events are. You explain their the, the basis and the the, the philosophers behind social activism. Then you apply it to the real world. You look at Donald Trump and how the media reporting on him is so twisted and so upside down compared to how the media treated Kennedy, Johnson, Woodrow Wilson, FDR, among others. It's in, in, in like my wife says, it's a novel. You move through it. It's hard to read a lot of nonfiction. This nonfiction you're going to read, I think, within a day or two once you start it. But the point is, it's a look at the big picture, and then you drill down. You explain it. And that's what John Solomon does so well. And what he's saying here is that the deputy secretary's handwritten notes clearly flagged in multiple places that Steele might be talking to the media as well. So this guy was a real sleazeball and a liar. And he's talking to the media and he's talking to the FBI. June, these are the notes of the Deputy Secretary of State. June, reporting started. She wrote, NYT, New York Times, and WP, Washington Post, have. She added, in an apparent reference to the New York Times and the Washington Post, that is, the dossier or aspects of it. Later she quoted Steele suggesting he was managing four priorities quote client needs, FBI, Washington Post, New York Times, source protection, her handwritten notes. So here's this guy meeting with the Deputy Secretary of State, and he's saying, What is he doing? His client needs, that's Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Managing the FBI. Managing the FBI. Managing the Washington Post and the New York Times, source protection. This is why the Washington Post and the New York Times are so invested, or were, in collusion and in Russia, and now, of course, they're invested in the next thing, which is uh, constitutional crisis and obstructing Congress. Those same notes suggest Steele spun some wild theories to state, including that, uh, one that the Russians had a plant at the DNC and had assembled an HRC dossier, apparent references to the Democrat National Committee in Clinton. She expounded in her type memo, quote, the Russians have succeeded in placing an agent inside the DNC, she quoted Steele saying. So concerned, by the way, was this deputy secretary that she wrote these notes. She wanted an official archive. Steele offered Kavelek, the deputy, other wild information that easily could have been debunked before the FICE application and eventually was, in many cases, after the media reported the allegations, including Trump lawyer Michael Cohen traveled to Prague to meet with Russians. Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort owed the Russians $100 million and was the go-between from Russia President Vladimir Putin and Trump. Trump advisor Carter Page met with a senior Russian businessman tied to Putin. The Russians secretly communicated with Trump through a computer system. Now, Special Counsel Mueller's report released last month dispelled each and every one of these wild theories. And yet it hardly mentioned Steele, except for a passing reference to his dossier being unverified. Solomon says that's significant because the FISA request from October 2016 that rested heavily on Steele's information was marked... Verified application before the FBI submitted it to the court. So the FBI filing their FISA request, their application in October 2016, right before the election, rested heavily on Steele's information. It was marked verified application when it wasn't. Cavalec's memo clearly warned that Steele had admitted. His client was keen to get this information out before Election Day. In other words, he had a political rather than an intelligence deadline. DeBossi had a Citizens United called on State and the FBI to release the rest of Cavalek's information they redacted. Cavalek's notes aren't the only red flag that should have caught the FBI's attention before the viewer vouched for Steele's credibility. But look, this all matters if you really believe that the FBI cared to vet or vouch for anything. They were after Trump. Notes and testimony from Senior Justice Department official Bruce Orr make clear that Christopher Steele admitted early on that he was desperate, quote-unquote, to get Trump defeated in the election, was working in some capacity for the GOP candidate's opponent, and considered his intelligence raw and untested. Or testified that he alerted FBI and other senior justice officials to those concerns in August 2016, remember? But they didn't care either. Now, Steele was eventually fired by the FBI for leaking to the press in violation of his source agreement with the Bureau and then lying about it. But that did not happen until November 1, 1, 2016, after the FISA warrant was secured. And even then, the court wasn't notified until a few months later well after the election. Steele's admission of media contacts on October 11, 2016, and the mere existence of his meeting at the State Department likewise violated his confidentiality agreement with the Bureau, clearly were discoverable well before the FISA warrant was secured, October 21, 2016. Now let's pull back. Steele is working with the New York Times and the Washington Post, right? Leaking things to them, including dossier information. Mr. Beducer that day I got behind this microphone, March 2017, were not most of the sources that I was citing the New York Times. Most of the source information that I was citing to condemn the espionage activity occurring in Trump world was out of the New York Times. Leaks by Steele, leaks by top levels of the FBI. We know that Comey was a leaker to the FBI, and by the way, that's one of the reasons they treat a leaker to the New York Times. That's one of the reasons the media love him. He was a leaker. He was one of their sources. In the State Department and or, if the State Department and or could figure out that Steele was a partisan, paid by a political client and facing an election deadline to broadcast raw intelligence that in some cases probably was false that he knew, the FBI should have done the same before it ever envisioned taking his evidence to a FISA court. And that document was signed off on by, among others, James Comey, who's now going on television, including CNN, for the specific purpose of smearing the current Attorney General, Bill Barr, among others. In a just system... Mr. Comey would be sitting in front of a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C., spilling his guts. In a just system, he would be indicted. In a just system, he'd be in prison. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Welcome to Hillsdale. You know, let me tell you something. As I go through my father and mother's papers, which is in some ways fascinating, in some ways very upsetting, um, I come across correspondence between my father and a gentleman who calls this radio show from time to time and has for a very long time you've heard of him you know him as Don from Lake Ronkonkoma and Don from Lake Ronkonkoma is the nicest guy you could ever know and my dad never asked him for anything I've never asked him for anything but when a book comes out he is quite the craftsman and he either goes into his basement or his garage, and he makes these beautiful book stands with his own two hands, something I could never do. And my dad had his books lined up behind his desk on a, I don't know what you call it, an ottoman or something. Every one of his books was in one of Don's stands. And I, he so appreciated it. Which is why I'm talking about it on the radio. Because this was a couple of weeks ago when I saw all this. And wouldn't you know, today arrives a stand from Don for unfreedom of the press. Um, there's no, nothing illegal about it, nothing unethical. It's, he takes wood, makes it with his own hands, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I want to thank him because, um, well, of course it means a great deal to me, but it meant a great deal to him, my father, too. But I'm looking at it now. He's just remarkable. Where was I, Mr. Producer? Okay. Bear with me, folks, if now and then I get a little melancholy. It's just the way it is. I'm like you. I express myself. I wear it on my sleeve. It's just the way it is. I want to say this now so I don't forget at the end. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there on Sunday. And those of you who have a mother, be very, very thankful and treat her with respect and spend time with her. And happy Mother's Day to Sylvia, to Julie, to Lauren, and all you beautiful ladies out there. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, You have an enormous impact on on your family, obviously, on your children, and on the country. Now, we talked about this, Steele, and you're thinking to yourself, Mark, I can't take any more of this. The, The facts, the evidence, so overwhelming, the injustice of all this, the media sucks so bad, and then they're going after the... I can't take any more of this. Folks... They're trying to wear us down. Look at the spot I'm in. I have to drench myself in this every single day. You just have to, you have to deal with it. Because if we don't deal with it, then what's going to happen? Now, the Democrats, of course, are hypocrites. Oh, I can't get to this till the next hour then. Oh, I've got a montage for you. I have two montages for you. I have two montages for you that are really, really great in the next hour. And there's something else I want to discuss when we get off this topic at some point in the next hour. There's a huge article, huge article in Wired. I guess it's the Wall Street Journal, but anyway, it's called Wired. Inside China's Massive Surveillance operation. I read this, it took quite a time because I had a lot going on, but I wanted to get through it and I did. You need to know what we're facing here, folks. This is a diabolical, evil regime in China. I don't care how much G comes over and he smiles and No, this is this is trouble. I'll be right back.
1: From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our nu- well, that first hour went fast. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. You know. I've mentioned this before in the morning when, uh, about three times a week. My buddy Justin is, uh, he's a personal trainer. He's more than that. He's a very, very sharp, smart guy. And, uh, for about six years, he's been working with me and, um, um, You know, because of my heart. we got to keep my heart in shape, they tell me. And he's done a hell of a job. I mean, when I first met him, I was about 348 pounds. That's a lot, isn't it, Mr. At two Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. 248 pounds, 248 pounds. Whoa, I just lost 100 pounds. I was 248 and 6 feet tall. That's just way too heavy. So I'm down to now about 228. 230, but he's moved, you know, less fat, more muscle. And um, so when I'm working out, it's not long, what is it, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. I'm watching First Take on ESPN. It's the only show I watch on ESPN. And the only reason I watch it is because of Stephen A. Smith. I like this guy. We become quite friendly. I mean, we don't socialize, but we're quite friendly. He clearly doesn't always agree with me. I clearly don't always agree with him. But it doesn't matter. I'm passionate about what I believe and say. He's passionate and so forth. So, And he's a character. Anyway, so I I watch this show, and I think to myself, some days I would love to do that. To go to the basketball games, the hockey games, the the football games, and so forth. forth. I mean, it would be exhausting after a while. I would say after a while, you're probably like, oh, Jesus, what what town am I in? But still. But still. I mean, it's. uh, And he brings a passion to it. And I bring a passion to this. And those of you who excel in whatever area you're in, you bring a passion to what you do, too. But I was just thinking about the basketball games this weekend, how fun that is. Don't you agree, Rich? Got the seven. By the way, the 76ers are three and three with the Raptors. Nobody believed that would happen, did they? Honestly, I'm from Philadelphia and I didn't believe it would happen. So there's some really gay stuff. All right, I'm rambling. Montage 2012, Democrats against holding Eric Holder in contempt. And by the way, these situations are not parallel. A Border Patrol agent was murdered. The Obama administration, actually the Department of Justice and Treasury Departments were selling weapons, were telling gun stores in this country to sell weapons to these Mexican drug cartels. They knew that was happening. For some reason they wanted to track the weapons. Well, they lost track of them. So these are agencies of the government doing these things. And so the Republicans weren't getting any information. So ultimately he held Holder in contempt. A parallel situation would be when the Republicans are asking the Department of Justice and FBI about information about their misconduct. That is the FBI and the Department of Justice. That would be a parallel situation, but the Democrats aren't interested in that. Anyway, they came to Eric Holder's defense. Now, you won't hear this or see this on MSLSD or the Constipated News Network. You'll hear nothing about this in the New York Slimes, the Holocaust denying New York Slimes. You'll hear nothing about this in the Washington Compost. So you'll hear it here. Hat tip, Washington free beacon, cut two. Go.
4: The Republicans have decided to go after this attorney general. And after. By him- the way,
0: that, uh, that is, of course, the, uh, the contemptible. Nancy Stretch Pelosi. Go ahead.
4: The Republicans have decided to go after this attorney general. And after him, who's next?
3: With a contempt resolution that is riddled with errors and motivated by partisan politics.
4: And I am horrified that you are going forward with this contempt charge. To say
5: that this is a terrible use of Congress's power and time is an understatement. This is about
3: non-participation and contrivance and connivance. Uh, That there's something evil. This is a sad day. This process is a travesty. It's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a mockery of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham.
4: Just when you think they couldn't possibly go any further over the edge.
3: This is about politics, Chris. Let's not kid ourselves. To marginalize an attorney general that has done nothing but uphold the law. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and all right, Hold
0: on, hold on. Rich, remember that guy that was doing all that that caused me to laugh? Can you pull that, will you? We're going to use that a lot. Anyway, go ahead.
3: A witch hunt and very unfair to this attorney general. This has been really uh, put forward to disgrace the sitting attorney general. Shouldn't be a
4: political witch hunt. Putting on a political sideshow. What we have seen is a shameful display of abusive power. That this has not been a legitimate investigation. Contempt of Congress to frivolously use that really important vehicle. Say to our
2: Republican colleagues... Shame on you.
0: Shame on you. you. All together, shame on you. Shame on you. All right. This process is a travesty. It's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a mockery of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham. All right, baby. We're going to use that. Trust me on this. Now the media are a little different there's a great site called Grabian. the media are a little different now now the media are demanding that the democrats put the attorney general in prison i kid you not cut 3 go
1: do you think the attorney general should
3: go to jail how do you get this thing moving do you oppose fines do you suggest maybe even as some of uh, said jail time it just he go to jail? isn't true should
4: he go to jail for it it, 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 there's a process. We send the sergeant of arms out to handcuff the individual okay. who is declining Who's to testify. Gonna well, I'm going to start
3: with um, Mr. Barr. But uh, do you actually believe that the attorney that the, you're going to, that your committee is going to order the attorney general of the United States to be arrested by the sergeant of arms and put in jail you don't want to throw uh, the ag in cuffs though right i, hear uh, I don't, don't want to, to throw him th- in jail but i'm ready to do so each
4: chamber has an inherent power to compel a witness
0: to testify was this that guy the uh, wizard of oz anyway go ahead
3: Includes jail and you have to have him s- sit for a hearing and i think you have to have him locked
2: up they can either go to court and litigate Or they can use their what you're calling the inherent uh, contempt power, which means that they would actually arrest or lock up the cabinet official.
3: And it leaves us no other alternative except to use our sergeant at arms and to bring him in.
0: Then we have this sleazeball, Jamie Raskin from Maryland. Well, why just jail the attorney general? How about the president? Cut four, go.
5: Well, look, here's the critical thing. More than 800 federal prosecutors... More than
0: 800 federal prosecutors have lice. Did you know that? Have hemorrhoids, have rashes. Wow! More than 800 former federal prosecutors. I mean, that's just as relevant as saying that they... Think that the President of the United States should have been charged. Who cares what they think? They're former federal prosecutors that have no direct involvement in a case, don't have the facts. They look at volume two of a report. I mean, it's so irresponsible of these left wing, phony former federal prosecutors that populate cable TV. Who cares? Who gives a damn what they think? Go ahead.
5: Democrats and Republicans, as well as the former FBI director, James Comey, have said that what they're reading in the pages of the Mueller report is an open and shut case of uh, obstruction. Of justice. Well, it's an
0: open and shut case of obstruction of justice. And yet that case was never brought, ladies and gentlemen. What about Russia and collusion? They don't talk about Russia. Russia, collusion, collusion, right? Day in, day out. You have nightmares. Uh, Russia, collusion. Oh, my God. You wake up in a... Honey, Russia, collusion. Now, no Russia collusion. Russia's never mentioned. Russia's never mentioned. Collusion's never mentioned. Oh. You know, like the manufactured crisis on the board. Never mentioned. What manuf uh, Quiet. You said manufactured. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did. Yes, you did. Manufactured crisis. You don't hear it anymore. Go ahead. If the president
5: were any other American citizen, he would be hauled into court and prosecuted. No, he wouldn't, you
0: jackass. I mean, I give you a perfect example. Hillary Rotten Clinton. Multiple violations of the Espionage Act. She only destroyed 33,000 emails To me, those are 33,000 counts of obstruction, Mr. Producer. She'd be serving in prison for 3,000 years. Instead, we all live in her prison now. Listen to these fools. Listen to these fools. But Adam Schiff has a better idea. Remember Adam Schiff says, there's overwhelming evidence of collusion. Where's the evidence? And now... He's on TV. He's interviewed by Axios, some crazy site. They don't even ask. Can we? Can you bring your folder with the overwhelming evidence of collusion? Collusion. What's that? Russia? Is that a country? No, no, no. no. Obstruction. That's obstruction. Everybody, dear, obstruction. Everybody. Constitutional crisis. Obstruction. What the hell are we living in this this uh, liberal and Wonderland country. It's it's going nuts. Anyway. Adam Schiff, cut six, go.
5: Do you believe that uh, this Congress will hold multiple Trump administration officials?
0: Now, see this? See, this? this is a guy called Mike Allen. He's bounced around from one news outlet to the other. But he's lousy no matter what he does. These are called leading questions with a pretend question mark on the end. Do you believe this Congress will hold multiple Trump officials in contempt of Congress? Question mark? Urging him. What do you think, Adam? Adam. Go ahead. Congress.
5: It's possible. Uh, you know, I think that um, what we're doing now, if there are multiple <sighs> contempt proceedings and multiple committees, is likely to be consolidated on the floor.
0: Uh, oh, with- oh well, we're got we going to consolidate it on the floor. We're going to hold cabinet members. we got all kinds of people we're going to hold in contempt. Oh, yeah. We have a new infrastructure plan, $2 trillion. We're going to build a new prison in the basement of the uh, of the Capitol. We're going to start locking people. What the hell is this? Henry VIII? What is this? And look at these people. They're going to arrest somebody? Look at this clown. This guy's going to arrest somebody? It's a weasel. Uh, yes. Uh, what we would do is consolidate them, you know, and uh, consolidate them and... Uh, Bring them all on the floor at once. That's where we will hold them in contempt. We'll have our man, fried chicken Steve Cohen, over there. He'll, he'll personally handcuff all of them. Uh, we'll force them to sit in front of us. We'll throw tomatoes at them. And then we'll tar them. Then we'll put feathers on them. We'll march them down Constitution Avenue. Of course we will. This is what's demanded. Otherwise, we'll have tyranny. This is what's demanded. And as the late, great Nancy Pelosi said, Congress is the most important branch because Congress makes the laws. Now, wait a minute. You've got to have the Senate, the President. No, no, no. Congress makes the laws. Go ahead. they will all
5: be directed at the Department of Justice. Um, because... Wait, you lost me. So there's going to be a big package of
3: contempt?
0: All right. So even this, guys. Uh, excuse me. Do you know you sound like an idiot? So... Couché to Mike Allen. Do you you know what a moron you are? You're going to have a package of contempts? Is that even a a package of contempts? Uh, What does Adam Schiff have to say? Go ahead.
5: One of the things that we are contemplating, and that is um, we have a very full and busy legislative agenda, which is our top priority.
0: What does that mean? Do you have a package of contempts? This is one of the things we're contemplating. They're contemplating a package of contempts. I think these people are overreaching so much, and I've got to believe that the American people are going to put an end to this. All of you Democrats who were elected the last election cycle, the vast majority of you elected in Republican districts, some of these races were stolen given the rules in Californians. That's right, I said it! Some of these races were stolen in Orange County and so forth. Oh, look at this. We got votes here. Oh, look at this. Oh, whoa, look at this. Look. Count every vote. Anybody else? Oh, look at, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, four races won by Republicans are turned to Democrats. Well, that's not fair. Well, what are you, racist? Suppressing the vote? Something wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything. All of you clowns that got elected in the last election cycle lying to your constituents in Huntington Beach, in Irvine, in Orange, in San Diego, in northern New Jersey, in parts of Pennsylvania, so forth and so on, Florida, Texas, you lied, you said you were moderates, but for you, Adam Schiff wouldn't be chairing anything. Adam Schiff wouldn't be chairing anything. But for you, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't be the speaker. But for you, we wouldn't be in this mess. You Republican, you know, we really don't like the way Donald Trump talks. I mean, we really don't like the things he says and he tweets. Oh, good Lord. Look what you've created. Look what you've created. You like this? I'll be right
1: back. Much love in.
0: obviously is a very very important man ladies and gentlemen and so he's endlessly on television endlessly on these digital tv programs and he's a man for all seasons he's a renaissance man knows all things and so now he's asked about the president's tax returns cut eight go
5: do you believe uh congress will ultimately get the president's tax returns yes why are you convinced of that because the legislation is uh, abundantly clear. Um, it says that the commissioner shall provide the returns to the chairman of Ways It means not may, not might, not if the president doesn't Do you think this will take week, object or weeks, tweet about it. Weeks, months, or years? Well, it, I think it'll take months uh, to prosecute through the courts. Look, I think the courts are going to be aware and mindful of the disruption of the democratic process. So it sounds like you think Congress will get the president's tax returns this year. Oh, yeah.
0: So here they are disrupting the democratic process, claiming that the victim here, the president, is disrupting the democratic process. Let me explain to you that statute that was passed, I believe, in 1924 or thereabouts. Do you know why that statute was passed? It wasn't to allow Congress to go after somebody's tax returns. It was to allow Congress to see if the government was handling tax returns... in a way that was punitive to citizens. So here again the left turns these things on their head... twists them, abuses them... because that's what they do. So they're taking a law that was passed to protect taxpayers... in order to use it against a specific taxpayer. Adam Schiff... I don't know if Adam Schiff realizes how much half the country hates his guts. I'll be right back.
3: This is Radio Free America on The Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811.
0: Maybe somebody out there can help me with this. I go on Amazon.com, I see Michelle Obama's number two on Amazon. And that doesn't count all sales, you know, Barnes and & Noble and so forth. But I'm on she's number two. She has sold millions of books. I have no interest in this book at all. I doubt many of you do. So I click on her picture, and that gives you the, the uh, site to her book. And I'm looking on this. Her book is 57% off. off. Number three is Howard Stern comes again. Uh, Basically, it's a book, a compilation of uh, some of his interviews. His book's 40% off. I scroll down, I'm number seven. My book doesn't come out for about 12 days or so. And I tap mine, and it takes me to my page, and my book is 35% off. Why is Michelle Obama's book 57% off, Howard Stern's book 40% off, and mine 35% off? Can you explain that, Mr. Producer? Now, don't get me wrong. 35% is pretty good. 57% off? None of my books. I've been on the New York Times list. Every time I write a book, I've had how many? Five number one New York Times books. I never had 57% off, ever. Ever, This is how they put a finger on the scales, you see. And if Stearns is 40% off, why isn't mine 40% off? And I have nothing against him at all. Don't know him. He's a brilliant man, actually. So it has nothing to do with him. Well, why, why would they do this, though? 40% off, and mine's 35% off. I think I know why. They think they can affect who's number one, who's number two, who's number three. I don't think that's going to work with you. That's not going to work with my audience. 35% off is fine. That's big. Most books are not 35% off. But I only mention that because it doesn't seem terribly fair to me. Particularly Michelle Obama at 57% off. And she's 57% on, ladies and gentlemen, day and night, every day. So they're hawking her book. I just noticed this. Oh, well, who cares, right? Whether you've got a five-mile commute or you're road tripping, and I don't mean that kind of road tripping, but road tripping across the country, you want to feel secure behind the wheel. That's why you need extended vehicle protection from CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance on a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Now, if your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. Car Shield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call their new toll-free number, 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, and mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com, carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, visit carshield.com, use code LEVIN to save 10%. A deductible may apply. May eleventh, Saturday. That's a big day, Mr. Producer, isn't it? He says, yes. What happened on May 11th? You have no idea. It's a historic event. My son Chase was born. Yeah, my son Chase was born, and he is... Well, then why didn't you say it? I don't know. Uh, Tremendous young man. Couldn't be prouder of him. And he works very hard... For me on Levin TV and is in charge of all the social media activity and many other things that he does. We also want to wish Megan a happy Mother's Day. Jeez, I don't, I can't mention everybody in the world, but you know who you are. You know who you are. All right, let's take some calls here. Why well, I'm in a goody mood. I have no idea. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that stuff. Never did, by the way. I think I'm the only human being on the face of the earth, me and my wife, Julie, who've never smoked pot. I have never smoked pot, Mr. Producer. Didn't even try it. By the way, they're absolutely silent. They don't want to say anything. Rich doesn't say Not a word. I won't ask you, Rich, because I assume most people have. I have never. I can't stand the smell of it, and I can't stand the smell of cigarettes. My dad was a chain smoker until he was about 45. But I, I it's just not me. It is. It's disgusting. Hey, right, uh, What's your problem with my get out of my face? Rosemary, Carrie, North Carolina, the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. Um hey, I just have to
4: say, um I never smoked pot either. <laughs> and really? That's why? It's because I have too much respect for my body and for my brain. So I'm I'm in your club. Um <laughs> But the reason I'm calling now, every pothead in
0: the world is going to call. Screen him out, Mr. Call Screener. Go right ahead.
4: The reason I'm calling is because I live in North Carolina. I just wanted to tell you and everybody out there how it's absolutely disgusted myself, my husband, my family, my neighbors, my coworkers are with our Senator Richard Burr and and the use of his uh, position that he to, to subpoena Donald Trump Jr. again. Um, it, it, You know, the good voters of North Carolina. He, he, is, he
0: is the left's useful idiot. Go right ahead.
4: He absolutely is. This president has done more in two years for this country than Richard Burr did for, for the nation and for North Carolinians in all the time that he was there. But, you know, the good voters of North Carolina sent this man to Washington to represent us. To do good things for this country and to protect this nation from real threats, outside and inside our nation, and and he apparently has chosen since he's decided not to run again that it, it's more in his interest, his personal interest, to act as a patsy for the Democrats now and to play up to the liberal media and the power-hungry Democrats who maybe will give him his next job, quote unquote, after he leaves. His,
0: his Maybe court. he'll wind up like this clown, rep, former Representative Jolly. This guy's really quite loathsome. Maybe he'll get a gig on MSLSD like all the reprobate Republicans do. And there you have Joe Scarborough over there. I, I don't, I'm i not a Republican anymore. The Republican Party left me. No, your intelligence, your, your brain cells left you, you big dope.
4: Exactly. I mean, there's no rational reason on earth for him to do what he's doing at this time. And, and, you know, I want to tell you, I, I have not been a politically active person. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, and I've not been politically active my entire life. I've done more this, this year than I've done in my entire life. And today I left messages at his office, which I've done before and never gotten a call or an of email. Of course, because he's not running back. again
0: and he, he doesn't have to do constituent service.
4: Well, he, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore, but I also left a message from Mark Rubio, because I understand that he's backing him, and I also left a message from my other senator, Tom Tillis, because I know he's...
0: By not. the way, Tillis has a primary opponent, doesn't he?
4: I, I, I don't know about I'm, that. I'm but
0: looking into this. He's, he's another guy who's absolutely useless. He's taking up space. He's a Karl Rove creation.
4: Exactly, exactly. And you know what? It, it's, I was very pleased to hear that lady that called you last evening who said that she was a Democrat her whole life. Yes. And her parents were. because this From is Brooklyn. My husband, every day, this is my prayer every day, that God will open the eyes of Americans everywhere, no matter what their... Where, where are you is.
0: from originally? You're not from North Carolina.
4: No, I'm from Brooklyn, New York.
0: See, I knew. Okay. All right, Rosemary. I'll tell you what. Hang on. When my book comes out I will send you a signed copy so we'll get your address. So uh, don't hang up. Thank you. Thank you. What a great call. Let's go to Rob, Gainesville, Florida. The great WSKY. Go.
2: Hey Mark, thank you for taking my call. Yes sir. I'm going to try and make this quick. I'm former law enforcement. I have been personally been the affiant on a Title 3 warrant very really similar to the the court warrants. And something has struck me that I have not seen reported or no one's talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong. But Christopher Steele at one point was an FBI source that has been reported on all yep. over the place. Yep. When you sign up a source and I've handled literally hundreds and hundreds of sources, there is an agreement that you that you sign that source up under that everything that source tells you is going to be forthright, honest, verifiable. So Here's Christopher Steele, who, under deposition, at least overseas, uh, admits that his stuff is unverified. You've got FBI agents that that admit their stuff is unverified or that that the dossier was unverified. And you've got essentially a process crime, because whether he's a source or a citizen or anybody else, if you... So you're saying, why why isn't he being charged? not only why is he not being charged under U.S. code for lying to the FBI, but also as a source that provided false information, unverifiable information as a source to the FBI. There's, there's a double whammy there. You're right. So I, I look at the situation, and I say, hey, put my investigator hat on with Fusion GPS and everybody else who keeps on continuing to skate. No one can seem to touch them. They're Teflon. Go after the source. The source is Christopher Steele. Hold him accountable Indict him under one charge or the other, maximum penalty, squeeze him so you can start going after everybody else and the chips will fall.
0: And you're making a great point. And you know what? I've always found a lot of common sense with uh, local cops, local detectives that actually have to handle crimes and they know how to to actually uh, uh, implement that process in a very effective way. No, I, I like your ideas. All right, it's Rob. A systematic way. Thank you very much. Mark. Thank you. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back.
1: Much love in.
0: Does uh, James Comey recognize that half the country hates his guts? Does he recognize that? He is the he is far worse than Jared Hoover ever was. Comey tried to take down a president. he was caught red-handed leaking. Uh, he has been ever since as a disgruntled former employee of this administration. He has sought in every way possible to undermine it. He really is a loathsome human being he really is. Okay, what do I have here?
3: Mark, mark, mark.
0: Oh! Brent Bozell and the Media Research Center have put together a pretty amazing trip this September, folks. They've booked a cruise to the Mediterranean, and a lot of people, including many people from this audience, have already begun to sign up. And as you know from the past, they do sell out. And the speaker lineup is strong, and it gets stronger and stronger. The speaker lineup is top-notch, and it just got even better. They already have Brent, of course, plus Alan West, Cal Thomas, Jason Chaffetz, Joe Piscopo, and several others. And they recently announced the Honorable James Buckley will be joining. A brother of Jim Buckley, a brother of uh, Bill Buckley. Jim Buckley is a very big icon. He's a true legend. As far as I know, he's the only living person who's served in senior roles in all three branches of the federal government was a great appellate judge. He was a great senator, too. And um, he was under Secretary of state in the Reagan administration. So he served in all these positions. He's an extraordinary individual. And imagine the stories he can tell. I recommend you go to mrccruise.com right now and read Judge Buckley's bio. Then book yourself a cabin before they sell it. Don't you owe yourselves a true vacation? To get away from it, the best way to get away is get on a cruise. Enjoy the food, enjoy the entertainment, and enjoy the other people on the cruise. In this case, you're going to have a lot of like-minded people. Imagine being on a cruise with Alan West and Cal Thomas and Jason Chavitz and Joe Piscopo. My buddy Brent, don't undersell him. And of course, Jim Buckley. Imagine that. So book yourselves a cabin before they sell out. And you can also call 888-MRC-TRIP and get all your questions answered. 888-MRC-TRIP or call com, or go to MRC. I'm being a little distracted here. dot com, or call 888-MRC-TRIP. All right. Jim Henderson, Nevada. They great K'don, K-D-W-N, go.
3: Hey, uh, last time I called, I was walking in Bob Mueller's Wonderland. Um,
0: you were doing what?
3: Walking in Bob Mueller's Wonderland.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are we all?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, listen, I want to encourage you in the, uh, in the theme that you're developing over the last few days of looking into the finances of people like Nancy Pelosi.
0: Well, now, uh, now, now, hold on a second. This is a strange call. I've been talking about this for months. And then you call and say, hey, I have an idea. You ought to look into the finances of Nancy Pelosi. First of all, I don't have subpoena power. Uh, And unlike these members of Congress, I don't have the power to arrest people and put them in jail in the cafeteria in the House of Representatives. So I'm not sure how you would have me do that. But that said, uh, you understand this is my idea,
3: right? Uh, It's a topic that you talk about and i
0: said i want to call to encourage you in that okay Um, well i i think that we ought to get nancy 10 years of nancy pelosi's tax returns and i think we ought to get her bank accounts and while we're at it she's got five children what are they up to what do they do what are their names we know all about the the trump family so children aren't off the political radar anymore So we want to know all about the Pelosi kids. We want to know about the big dummy, her husband, Paul. We want to know about all of them. We want to know how he became super rich. He didn't inherit any of it. He became super rich. She became super rich in and around San Francisco. She's the speaker. She represents San Francisco. Don't tell me no deals were made. I want to know how they became super rich on their land deals and their investment. What are their land deals and what are their investments? It's like... uh, Diane Frankenfeinstein and her big dumb husband, who made a fortune off of red China. Well, why doesn't anybody ever talk about that? we got to sit here and, and we have to live through these lies and these contradictions and this hypocrisy. It's just grotesque, and I'm not going to put up with it. That's why I raise it. That's what I do. It's a talk show.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh,
3: the only thing I want to add to this is the suggestion that you decouple it from the defense of Trump and take it up as a topic on its own. Thanks
0: for your call. I don't need advice. I I should decouple it. What do you mean decouple it? Why would I decouple it? That's the whole point. The whole point is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. She's the goose. I don't understand. She's third in line to the presidency. Shouldn't the person third in line to the presidency who keeps demanding the president's tax returns have to show hers? Shouldn't the person who's third in line to the presidency who's demanding the president's bank accounts, show hers? I don't get it. Oh, you, should, you really ought to decouple it. Why? So I can convince never-Trumpers and pseudo-never-Trumpers and, and so forth to go along with I don't care about them. Well, wow, you might want the media to go. Why do I care about the media? And notice this, ladies and gentlemen. Not a single Republican in the House of Representatives has introduced legislation or even promoted legislation that would require all of them to give up 10 years of their tax returns. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. None of them want to do it. I'll be right back. Everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877 381 877 381 Alright, back to China. Piece in uh, Wired.com Inside China's massive surveillance operation. I hope you'll listen to this. I really do. It was 2011. She was living in Hotan, I'm not familiar with all these Chinese towns. I'm just doing my best. An oasis town in Xinjiang in northwest China. The 30-year-old Nerjama Atawula loved to take pictures of her children and exchange strings of emoji with her husband while he was out. In 2013, she downloaded WeChat, the Chinese social messaging app. Not long after, rumors circulated among her friends the government could track your location through your phone. First, she didn't believe them. In early 2016, police started making routine checks on Attawula's home. Her husband was regularly called to the police station. The police informed him they were suspicious of his WeChat activity. Attawula's children began to cower in fear at the sight of a police officer. The harassment and fear finally reached the point that the family decided to move to Turkey. Atawullah's husband worried that Adawula would be arrested sent her ahead while he stayed in Xinjiang and waited for the children's passports. She said, the day I left, my husband was arrested. When she arrived in Turkey in June 2016, her phone stopped working and by the time she had it repaired, all her friends and relatives had deleted her from their WeChat accounts. They feared that the government would punish them for communicating with her. She was alone in Istanbul, and her digital connection with life in Xinjiang was over. Apart from a snatched Skype call with her mother for 11 and a half minutes at the end of December 2016, communication with her relatives had been completely cut. She said, t- sometimes I feel like the days I was with my family are just my dreams, as if I've been lonely all my life, ever since I was born. Atawula now lives alone in a working-class neighborhood in Istanbul. It's home to Turkey's largest population of Uyghurs, the mostly Muslim ethnic minority native to Xinjiang, a vast, resource-rich land of deserts and mountains along China's ancient Silk Road trade route. Atowula is one of around 34,000 Uyghurs living in Turkey. She's unable to contact any of her relatives via phone, WeChat, or any other app. I feel very sad when I see other people video chatting with their family members. I think, why can't we even hear the voice of our children? For Uyghurs, they're Muslims, for Uyghurs in Xinjiang, any kind of contact from a non-Chinese phone number, though not officially illegal, can result in instant arrest. Most Uyghurs in Turkey have been deleted by their families on social media, and many wouldn't dare try to make contact, for fear Chinese authorities would punish their relatives. It's just one of the ways President Xi Jinping's government maintains a tightly controlled net of surveillance over the Uyghurs in China. And it has a ripple effect on Uyghurs living all over the world. Zintuburnu the, Isla- the Ist- Istanbul suburb where Alwala lives lies behind the city's winding expressways, and it's dotted with restaurants and cafes serving Uyghur cuisine. The Uyghur separatist flag, a light blue version of the Turkish flag, is a common sight. Its banned image in China, representing East Turkestan, the name for Xinjiang's despised by the Chinese government, that almost all Yugurs here give to their homeland. Xinjiang, meaning New Frontier in Chinese, was brought under the Communist Party of China's control in 1949. During the latter half of the 20th century, Uyghur independence was a threat that loomed over the party's agenda. The government tried to stamp out separatism and assimilate the Uyghurs by encouraging manned migration of Han Chinese, China's dominant ethnic group, the Xinjiang. During the 90s, riots erupted between Uyghurs and Chinese police, In a white paper published in March, the Chinese government defined the riots as inhuman, antisocial, and barbaric acts, perpetrated by separatist groups. Amnesty International, meanwhile, described the 1990 protests in Xinjiang as a peaceful demonstration, turned massacre. Turned massacre, quoting exile Uyghur activist Rabia Kadir, I've never seen such viciousness in my life, she said. Chinese soldiers were bludgeoning the demonstrators after the attacks the 9-11 attacks the Chinese government took a page from George W. now this is a left wing outfit so took a page from George W. Bush's war on terror and began targeting separate groups in Xinjiang just trying to ignore the leftism in 2009 bloody ethnic riots broke out between Uyghurs and Ha Chinese in the Xinjiang capital Police put the city on lockdown, enforcing an internet blackout and cutting cell phone service. It was the beginning of a new policy to control the Uyghur population digitally. And in recent years, China has carried out its crackdown on Islamic extremism via smartphone. In 2011, Chinese IT giant Tencent Holdings launched a new app called WeChat, known as Undadar, in the Uyghur language. It quickly became a vital communication tool across China. The launch of WeChat was a moment of huge relief and freedom, says Aziz Issa, an Ugar scholar who has studied Ugar use of WeChat alongside Rachel Harris. at All right, here's the bottom line. The Chinese have rounded up the the Uyghurs and other Muslims. The estimate's about two million and have put them in concentration camps. 2 million, and have put them in concentration camps. They call them re-education camps. And these people are being tortured, too. Some are being executed. This is China. This is a country where so many of our businesses want to do business. 2 million. I want to say this. The Pentagon report, our intelligence agencies report that China's on the move. That by 2049, China intends to be the most powerful superpower on the face of the earth. And it's going to happen if a Democrat takes the White House. Obama set us way back in terms of satellite technology, among other things. Russia is a very poor country that pours an enormous amount of its GDP into its military So it can't be ignored in any respect. In any respect. But China is not a very poor country anymore. It has stolen our technology. It steals the technology of other companies. It steals the wealth of the third world. It's in a very aggressive communist state. Repression is spreading. It's spreading into Hong Kong. They made it abundantly clear that one day they intend to invade and take over Taiwan. As you know, they make claim to the oceans in, in the, in the, uh, around, uh, around China. They insist that they control the South China Sea. There's no basis for that, historical or otherwise, whatsoever. And they even make claim to the East China Sea, across to Japan. Japan. They are in our hemisphere. They're in Northern Africa. They're also working in the Middle East. And they are deadly serious. This is why Donald Trump is standing up to them. This is why Donald Trump is putting tariffs on them tonight, additional tariffs. This is why Donald Trump is attempting to protect our technology. Say what you will about tariffs against Canada or Mexico or whatever. Let's talk about red China. Tariffs against red ta- China, to me, are absolutely necessary. They're the enemy, and it's about time we view it that way. Well, Mark, what you? that's very harsh. You know, Pap Buchanan says people like you are what? I don't give a damn what Pap Buchanan says or any of the other code pink Republicans. China is on the move. China is trying to control navigable waters and, and waterways. They're very strategic about the ports that they're trying to control. They're very strategic about making loans like the mob to these third world countries that they know they can't pay off. And when they can't pay off, they take over their various ports and other, and other areas. China is in Venezuela. What the hell are they doing in Venezuela? China's in Panama. You know what's in Panama, Mr. Producer? The Panama Canal. Why are they there? They like, they like fishing in the canal? Do you know who controls the Panama Canal right now? You know, you know who? It was leased for the Chinese to manage the Panama Canal. Do you know the Chinese government? I'm going to double check this. I seem to recall this from several months ago. If I'm wrong, I'll let you know at the break. So let's take a break. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Glor uh, will no longer be the anchor for CBS Evening News. And Mr. Producer, I didn't even know who Jeff Glor was, did you? Well, we're going to miss him desperately. He won't be on the, uh, the anchor for CBS Evening News anymore. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, honestly, I never watched you. Now, I was correct. This is from China Watch Canada. Currently, the Panama Ports Company, a subsidiary of Hutchison Wampawa Ltd., has exclusive and extensive rights to control both ends of the Panama Canal. Hutchison Wampawa is a Chinese company owned by Hong Kong billionaire Li ka Shing who has strong ties with Beijing. Considering Li's close ties with the Chinese government, it's highly plausible that Hutchison Wampua has the potential to act as Beijing's political agent and that their possession of the ports at both ends of the Panama Canal constitutes a serious U.S. national security issue. Did you know this? Did you know that the Chinese government effectively controls the Panama Canal? Ronald Reagan was right, when in 1976, 1976, he denounced Jimmy Carter. Actually, 1976, he denounced Gerald Ford, but he also denounced Jimmy Carter. Both of them supported negotiations on the Panama Canal. And unfortunately, most Republicans have supported this treaty, which would give the Panama Canal back to the Panamanian government. And this, in part, is the reason why. So the Panama Canal is effectively controlled by the Chinese government. I, I mean, I can only imagine what Ronald Reagan would say today, other than I told you so. I mean, that's pretty horrendous, don't you think? I want to discuss this with you. Nobody else will, so I will. There's a great piece, again, written by Daniel Horowitz over at CR, Conservative Review. About the enormous amount of money that's been pouring into Puerto Rico, and yet when the president of the United States says, "Look, we can't keep doing this," oh, what are you against Puerto Ricans? What are you xenophobic? What are you anti semite What are you Hitler? What 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 are you Mussolini? What are you mentally unhinged? What are you? Wait wait. No, he's none of those things, and he's not Joe Scarborough. And Daniel says if Republicans merely got through their tenures without increasing net spending, it would be an unprecedented victory. Thankfully, President Trump is finally putting his foot down on yet another $17.3 billion disaster package, winding its way through Congress. Mitch McConnell is a huge spender. In April, Republicans were ready to throw another $13.5 billion in disaster aid at the gods of political pork. Thankfully, they were stopped by the intransigence of the left. Democrats felt that $600 million earmarked for nutrition assistance for Puerto Rico wasn't enough. Even though they already appropriated $40 billion in disaster aid and Puerto Rico has already received a quasi bailout for its culture of debt. It has been a lousy run government for years and years and years. But given how sensitive Republicans are to the identity politics inherent in squabbles over funding for Puerto Rico, they were on their way to pursuing their favorite pastime, caving to the Democrats on their spending demands, until President Trump stepped in and demanded an end to all new aid for the mismanaged island. Today, House Democrats will vote on their $17.3 billion version of disaster aid in the face of the looming veto threat from the president. Well, it's not news that Democrats will pass this bill. What should be alarming is that Senate Republicans are planning to follow suit. Republicans continue to move to the Democrat position, begging them to accept even more money for Puerto Rico than holding their ground. Agreeing to the entire premise of the Democrats that Puerto Rico is a national emergency instead of our border, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said yesterday, we're open to additional Puerto Rican assistance and we need to pass it out of the Senate before the Memorial Day recess. Here's the reality. Under regular spending, all the relevant agencies and departments receiving funding under this supplemental spending bill, particularly the Department of Transportation and HUD, and I might add his wife runs the Department of Transportation, have record high budgets, thanks to huge spending over the past few years. Spending is now 13.7% higher than under Obama's final year, And that is with the economy doing much better. On top of that, over the past few years, Congress already passed $117.5 billion in disaster spending in 2017 and included numerous disaster relief provisions in the appropriation bills of the past two fiscal years. And much of the disaster aid has nothing to do with immediate emergency needs, but with filling the already bloated coffers of Liberal HUD and Department of Agriculture programs, Much as with any package that is titled Children, any bill titled Disaster Relief is beyond reproach, circumspection, or any verification of the need for each line item. And given that so much money has already been appropriated, no new funds should be appropriated in a rush without any oversight, unless they are clearly urgent needs, not long-term policies. This bill throws more money at the Community Development Block Grant Program, This program has long been a wasteful welfare program for low-income housing assistance and other local parochial projects that should have been shouldered by local governments long before any disasters hit. Trump's OMB suggested eliminating it altogether. And even the Obama administration proposed cuts in fiscal 2012 because, in their words, the program lacked a focused impact. With this bill, while this bill covers long-term spending, not just emergency needs, It doesn't offer long term reform. Well, anyway. Whatever happened to fiscal Republicans? Remember that? Look, I'm not a social Republican. And I'm not a Warhawk
3: Republican. But I am a fiscal Republican.
0: No, they're not. The Republicans are no longer fiscal conservatives in any respect, in any way. And you can thank mostly Mitch McConnell, he is a spendaholic. Some of you smoke pot. He's a spendaholic. I'll be right back.
3: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know,
0: I hear these uh, mouthpieces all over radio and TV. Saying, all right, look, you know, the 19- 1924 federal statute allows Congress to request through the uh, Ways and Means Committee anybody's tax return. Did you know that, folks? So I sit here scratching my head, and I think to myself, was another president's tax returns ever requested by Congress? And I scratch my head again and I say, no. All of a sudden, this clown, Neil, I believe he's from Massachusetts, says, we got to, you know, see how the IRS treats a president's taxes. Did they ask for Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama's taxes? No. Did they ask for B.J., Bill Jefferson, Clinton's taxes? No. LBJ? No. John Kennedy? No. Harry Truman? No. FDR? No. You, you get the point, right? So all of a sudden, we have Donald Trump, and all of a sudden, they say, hey, you know what? There's this 1924 law uh, where the uh, where House Ways Means Committee can request the uh, taxes of any citizen they want. Again, I've looked into this. This was intended to protect the taxpayer, not to target a taxpayer. See if a taxpayer was being mistreated or maltreated. This, among other things, we will discuss on Life, Liberty, and Levin. 10 p.m. Sunday, I have a brilliant, brilliant litigator, brilliant, brilliant constitutional expert from the law school, Chapman University, also a very dear friend of mine, John Eastman. Mark, I don't know who that is. You're going to know who it is when we're done. My crew said to me after we, uh, we had to tape this show, my, my crew told me afterwards that, uh, wow, that was compelling, understandable, and so forth. And that means a lot to me when my crew tells me that because they're from all over the area, all backgrounds, all walks of life. So please don't forget to tune in 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. Uh, We'll never let you down on that show. I never do. Like I never let you down on Levin TV. So we'll hope you do that. And secondly, I hope you'll take the time. This Mother's Day coming up. You know, I should have mentioned, you could have you could have pre-ordered a copy of Unfreedom of the Press for your mother, your wife, your sister, anybody. Now, if you have Amazon Prime, they can still ship it now, right, Mr. Producer? You'll get it by Sunday. So if you're, I'm just being honest, if your mother or your wife or whomever is a fan of this show, Concerned about the country, uh, concerned about liberty, watches any of my TV shows, and so forth. they're going to love this book. I think it would be a great gift if you give them the pre order of Unfreedom of the Press. If you have, again, what is it? If you have
1: uh,
0: a- Amazon Prime. No, it's not out yet, so you're not going to get it, but you can tell them that you ordered it. Why do I listen to Mr. Producer? He knows he knows these technical stuff. Oh, so come on now. <clears throat> All right, listen. But you ought to go ahead and order it and you can give them a card and put it in there and say this will be coming. You'll be you'll be getting a first edition copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Father's Day's coming up, same darn thing. I'm gonna tell you something. We have printed an enormous number of copies of this book. I have a, I'm worried about this. And I've told the publisher this. I tell you folks everything. I really do. I'm worried about this. I'm worried we're not going to have enough books. I even sent an email to the deputy publisher. He's a great guy. Really great guy. And I sent an email to the deputy publisher. And I said, I don't know. You may want to print some more books. I have a feeling about this one. All projections indicate we should be okay. I mean, it could be close. You never know. But the- So anyway, I'm just telling you. It's part of Levin family. If you seriously want this book, you should act now. We're going to be doing a one-hour special on Hannity show. I wasn't supposed to tell you any of that, but look, you know, so what? Uh, I'll be on the, we're going to be, I'll be on there. He doesn't do one-hour specials like this. It's going to be absolutely fascinating, I'm sure. We're best buddies, plus uh, he asks great questions. And Jesse Waters, the next day, next Saturday, again, before the book comes out, Sunday, we're going to do a special on Life, Liberty, and Levin because the topic is so crucially important. Oh, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess who wants a copy of the book to critique? The New York Times. I didn't tell you that, did I, Rich? Of course, there's a whole chapter on the New York Times. NPR. New York Times and NPR. Ooh. I can barely wait. So there'll be a lot of tension on the left to try and figure out, how do, we, how do we counter this? First, we'll try and see if there's any plagiarism. Then we'll just smear the book as a real dud. It's lacking scholarship. Or what else? go? Oh, it, it lacks, uh, it has major gaps in history. Are we, don't worry, I'm ready for everything. I'm ready. I, I know where I am. I know where I'm going. But most of all, as I've told you before, this book is written for you. It's not written for them. I don't care about them. It's written for you. It's a big picture book, and then we get into the specifics. I'm an explainer. That's what I do. Some people say, you know, I'm this, I'm that. They pat themselves on the back. I'm just an explainer. That's what I do. And the press has become a huge fissure in our society a huge fissure they've turned off half the country and I believe they're going to turn off a lot more with the way they conduct themselves and this is a major problem because remember freedom of the press exists for us not them not the egomaniacs and narcissists on TV especially this Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo what a team that is if you know what I mean all right. Mr. Com- uh, Mr. Uh, Producer, my computer needs to be thrown in the Potomac River, but I'll be arrested for pollution. Oh, you want me to do Simply Safe? All right. You know what's annoying when I forget to do something and Mr. Producer has to tell me? Now, the fact that break ins still happen around this country, they're always going to happen. They're always going to happen, but you have to hope, right, that they don't happen to you or a member of your family. Now, what's the best way to try and deter them? I mean, short of having a, uh, a tank on your front lawn. Right, home security, a really top-of-the-line home security system. What's the best home security system, in my opinion? Simply safe. It's fantastic protection for your home that keeps working if the power goes out. If the Wi Fi goes down, or even if a burglar smashes your keypad, they have some of the fastest response times in the industry, ready to send help 24 7 if there's an emergency. So maybe it's no big surprise that Simply Safe is the top choice security system for CNET, PC Magazine, and more than 3 million Americans, too. So go to simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com, and learn more about Simply Safe. Order today and you'll get free shipping on your system, and you'll also get a 60-day money-back guarantee. Hello! Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee for the best security system, in my humble opinion. That's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com simplysafemark.com. All right. Now, who do you recommend? Do we have any libs? That's number one. Do we have any irregular Americans? Do we have any regular Americans? Okay, give me one.
3: Jerry, New Jersey, the great W.A.B.C., go. Mark, I think what's going on is an absolute disgrace. First of all, the Republican Party should basically go after all the leadership that would mean of the Democratic Party. That would be Nadler, that would be Pelosi, all the chairmen, and demand that they show their taxes for 10 years as well as all... Well, I've been
0: saying this, and you know they won't. They're cowards.
3: Yeah, that's number one. Number two... The Panama Canal was an absolute disgrace, which is Carter is to blame for that. Carter is to blame for the basically getting the shore out. All these things are because of one party, which has sold their soul to the devil. At least,
0: can you believe that the Panama Canal is managed by a red Chinese front group?
3: That's shocking. Because it's it's stunning. Of- stunning. And why,
0: right. and why is that a problem? They cut off the Panama Canal. Uh, obviously, we have difficulty getting ships from the West Coast to the East Coast to the East Coast to the West Coast. They've got to go all the way down to the bottom of South America and come all the way back up. It has an effect on our security. The Chinese are in our hemisphere. That's the other thing. Whatever happened to the Monroe Doctrine?
3: I completely agree. I mean, what's going on here is a disgrace. You have one- Don't tell Papu why what, what are you, a warmonger? What, what are you... What
0: do you, you want to take us to? No, I want to protect us
3: Yes sir, go right ahead. And what also angers me I'm Jewish yes. and three quarters of us morons seem to be brain dead. We haven't <laughs> learned anything. From seven, six or seven millennia of history. And unfortunately, I'm stuck with four siblings, which I spoke to you about before. They all, vote, they all voted for the witch, and they're going to vote for whoever the Communist Party... I know, which, it's amazing.
0: Uh, it's amazing. I don't think many Gentiles understand how frustrated conservative Jews are. It's just unbelievable. Or if you're actually a, a, a practicing faithful Catholic... How frustrated you must be with the likes of a Cuomo and a Pelosi. I mean, I mean, it is just, they're, they're, they're so committed to their ideology. They're so brainwashed. It's unbelievable. Let's get another call. Thank you for your call, sir. Emil in Florida on the Levin app. How are you?
2: Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking my call again. Thank you, sir. Uh, just I want to... This- Uh, Remind everybody that Pelosi's been investigating people since Bush. I don't know if you remember, she had a committee investigating George W. Bush about uh, starting a war in Iraq, Iraq, an illegal war. And uh, she also passed that energy deal in 2007, which I believe actually crashed the world economy, drove up the price of energy. People lost their jobs. Tell me,
0: how come she's been in government 30 years, give or take? She's been the Speaker of the House twice. She has enormous control. How come we don't know how she made her money?
2: Well, she's a, I think she's a thug. She,
0: she I, I, how, how come we don't know anything about her big dopey husband?
2: Because she controls everything.
0: Why, why aren't the media even curious? Why aren't even the conservative media curious? Why don't they go find out? Why don't they knock on this guy's door and say, Hey, we want 10 years of your tax returns and your bank accounts, and we want to know all about your children.
2: Mark. Uh, I believe she's more powerful than people realize.
0: Yes, I agree.
2: Her family is, you know, and I think she learned from her father.
0: Who was the mayor of Baltimore, of course. My friend, great call. Thank you. We'll be right back.
1: Much in.
0: alright ladies and gentlemen let me see here you know as a kid you get away with a lot as an adult not so much so if you somehow tuned out for the past couple of weeks and forgot to get mom a 1-800 flowers bouquet for Mother's Day which is Sunday may I remind you it's Friday night well how do you think she's going to react luckily for you 1-800-FLOWER still has amazing offers on beautiful Mother's Day bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99. There's still time to have your bouquet delivered on Mother's Day, but you've got to get moving. With an amazing selection of sweets, treats, bouquets, 1-800-FLOWER has everything you need for Mother's Day. And she'll never guess how great of a last-minute deal you scored. Shh, keep that quiet. Mother's Day bouquets and arrangements starting at twenty nine ninety nine is an amazing offer. But you have to order right now. Now! Now! Make sure you lock in this offer. Only good while supplies last. And they won't. Now after you've chosen your gorgeous bouquet or arrangement, simply pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. 1-800-Flowers, to make mom feel loved, order today, 1-800-Flowers.com. So order beautiful, vibrant Mother's Day bouquets starting at twenty nine ninety nine. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. This is what you do. Do it fast. Click the radio icon, enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. There's nothing faster, nothing better. Got that? 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon, enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Mother's Day is two days away. Order right now, tonight. Save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code L-E-V-I-N. This is your last chance. Yellow, yellow, yellow. What a week. What a week to come. Remember this weekend, like I said, Life, Liberty, and Live 10 p.m., 7 p.m. Pacific. It is a great show. We're going to cover a lot of territory. And don't forget to go to Amazon.com, pre-order a copy for your mom unfreedom of the press here we go To my wonderful son, Chase. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, ICE, the Border Patrol, all law enforcement up and down the chain. Thank you very much. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffy. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. And good night, Mom. And good night, Dad. And happy Mother's Day, Mom. I wish you all the very, very best. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed weekend with your family. See you on Monday. God bless.